Oh, cool. That, <laughs> can, that, can we talk about that? Yeah, sure. Cool. So to task or not to task? That is the question. Yes. Whether it is nobler to lay out all of the work. <laughs> I don't know. What was that? I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Don't, no, don't, don't, don't. I'm in a fragile state right now. <laughs> don't, don't. Stop laughing. Welcome to the intro. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob Galen. Uh, what do we want to intro, Josh? Intro. Uh, We're going to keep first the intro thing, tight. The first thing we wanted to do is, I think, thank our uh, one of our sponsors is TechWell. Yes. And TechWell produces conferences and uh, training around software testing and agile topics. But they've been doing it for 20, their STAR conferences, their testing conferences have been around for 25 years, I think, or mm-hmm. more. Uh, so been doing it for a long time. They've moved from traditional stuff to agile stuff. DevOps. Uh, DevOps. Yeah. They they really do a good job of staying current and relevant. They've done some mobile stuff. Uh, real point, that's general. It's techwell.com. Uh, the next major event that they're uh, having is uh, – where, where we'll be is um, Agile Development Practices. East, Better Software Conference, DevOps. Better Software, East, DevOps, yeah. East, Orlando, November, I think, 6th through 10th. In that ballpark. So we just did the West in Vegas. We're doing East in – Orlando, we will be there. We'll be there. We will be recording. We'll be at the Leadership Summit. We'll be recording there and doing a Metacast. We have discounts. We do. So Uh, how much? 200 smackaroonies. 200 bucks off of, if they still have the early bird. So this is off of any discounts that they provide. We have the Metacastian discount, which is, what's the keyword? C-A-S-T. Oh. Cast. It couldn't be any simpler than no, that. It could not. So, so register, uh, mention us, use the cast, come there, be proud, say hello, be agile, get your butt there. That's right. So, thank you, Techwell, for your support. Yep. Uh, in general, we want we want ideas from y'all. So, uh, like us, comment on us, review pe- us on review iTunes, us on review iTunes. us on Google, review us anywhere, and pass it around to your your parents, your families, your children, your dog, your colleagues around the world. Uh, do you know that someone from the UK? I've had an ongoing correspondence with a product owner in the UK who's uh, read the, my blog, read the med- done Metacast. He held he's held me accountable. To like words in the I like cast, this person already, right? Uh, and then followed up on those words. Good. And we've had some like little like debate and stuff. It the cool. So the point there, Metacasters, is we want your feedback. We want your engagement. We typically reply to those things. Mm-hmm. We take it seriously. We roll into the next next Metacast. So the Metacast is not just the Josh Anderson Bob Galen show. It's, it's mostly that. It's a community. But we want it to be a but community. But it's about us establishing a community and a relationship to get to know one another. That's what it's about. So get in the game with us. <laughs> Why do you have to take it to creepy town? Like- <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. So I'm I'm sorry about creepy town. So we love your feedback. We do. So please again. So our mission is. Are you going to try this, to recover what I just? I did? am. I'm doing the best I can. <laughs> is to help as many people as possible, and you can help us on that mission by sharing and reviewing, which gets us showing up in searches sooner. So again, so that person in England, there's now a person in Germany and a person in Iceland and Greenland and wherever that we're helping. Absolutely. Right? Again, that's what we're here to that's do is the, help each other. That's the point. Yeah. So coming to you from Creepy Town, <laughs> USA, on to the Metacast. Welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. And I'm Bob the Hitman. Galen. Why, why are you the hitman? I don't. Because I like that. But sometimes. Remember Brett Michaels, I wrestler? Do. Oh, yeah, I do. Brett, Michael, yeah. Brett Michaels, the hitman. Yeah. The yeah hitman. He was yeah. the hitman. Yeah. I remember he had that long hair. And yeah. clearly, I'm I'm the spitting image. <laughs> clearly. Of, of Brett Michaels. Every time you walk into an office, you give a little kid your glasses. Yeah. Just like he did. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. But sometimes you're smooth jazz, Bob. So that doesn't really I line am, up with Hitman. No, but I'm I'm multifaceted. Oh. Right? And yeah. and today I'm, I'm Bob the Hitman. And and I'm I'm a lawnmower and you are the field of grass. So oh, you're gonna you need to get mowed Metacasters, get ready. We have preceded a topic that we have we a steel cage disagree on. Steel cage death match. No sumo outfits. You have to look back in history to, to get that reference. Yeah, no he, sumo he, outfits. He, that was not the brightest idea on my part. <laughs> but now we're in a steel cage, and this might not be the brightest idea on my part as well. But now we're in a steel cage death match. We are. No Jeff disqualification. So what's stopping? No holds barred. To task? To task or not to task? That is the question. That is the question. All right. And so to, 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 to frame that picture for everybody... Bob and I were talking about when you plan stories, when you refine stories, do you create tasks or subtasks or whatever you call them? So you have your story. Do you then create smaller units of work below that? I say no. Okay. Bob says hell yes. So it's when. You you were misleading there with that. What? You were. Oh. So let's, let's make the distinction – Let's be clear. Excuse me. Sorry, sir. All right. So so stories as requirements, right? Epic feature requirement, decomposition, backlog refinement, stories that go through that funneling process, Mm -hmm. right? Up to the point where they're executable for a sprint, where Mm -hmm. they're ready. You with me? Mm -hmm. Task or not task? No task. I agree with that. No tasking. Uh, occasional tasking, as you and I were talking in our pre-work. I mean, just yesterday. Pre-work, that's very generous. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It did sound much more <laughs> much more serious than it really is. Uh, so in in our pre-Medicast discussions, I was talking, just yesterday, someone, I was uh, talking to a, it was sort of a, you know, get, you know, a coaching session, like a brown bag lunch at an organization in Atlanta, Georgia. And they invited me in for a couple hours, and it was sort of miscellaneous topics. They're, they view themselves as being pretty mature. Mm-hmm. And one of the – right at the end, actually, someone was like, and do you tell stories? And I was like, no. You know, I made the distinction of, like, when do you? And I said, no, it's not a requirement process. So you want to look at stories, like backlog refinement, story slicing, story mm-hmm. decomposition, estimation, pointing, all of that stuff. To me, is a requirement discussion exploration 
emergent requirements activity. So that's framing and defining the what. Yes. And so, so tasks typically, if you're, if you're writing tasks, then to me, it mucks up your thinking because you're thinking into, because you're thinking about the how. Well, not only that, you're thinking of the who. Very, very often the tasks are, you know, like if you write a task, you're thinking, I'm going to do that. And this is what I would, what what I would do as Mm -hmm. opposed to what Bob would, like you're in my task for the same story, maybe very different, like how we attack the work, even with the same definition of done. So I think it's the who gets involved sometimes too, in the thinking of the team, Mm -hmm. right? And, and then the, since that gets muddied, then the points get muddied with the who. So they become Josh's points because Josh tasks things out. Right. So I want it to be, I, I want it to be sort of clearly requirement focused, clearly what focused. Mm-hmm. Now that's that part. So you and I agree. Yep. Now it's going to get, you up. haven't screwed it up yet. Oh, you have an opinion. This is, I've waited 128 <laughs> Metacast for that to surface. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. Did you eat Wheaties this morning or something? I did eat a healthier than normal breakfast. Did you? Yeah. That's. I'm, I. I hope you. Maybe it leads. To I re- hope you're ready. Maybe it leads to regularity on your part. Maybe that would help as well. Yes, I'm in a mood. <laughs> so, uh, so let's move to ready stories for sprint planning. Mm-hmm. All right. Now we go into sprint. So your story is refined. It's showtime. You're planning a it's, sprint. The team is sitting in a room and they're planning a sprint. And this, and they want to commit to a body. I usually call it a body of work. Mm-hmm. They want to determine what what is a body of work of stories that we can slice off and digest mm-hmm. uh, that's going to result in our velocity, right? And we're going to deliver it at the end of the sprint. And it's and it has demo, demonstrability, right? It has cohesion. It yep. has a theme. So that body of work. Now, when they're doing that, I I like, and it goes back to Scrum Basics. You know, the Scrum Guide talks about tasking. I think mm-hmm. I still think it does. I'd have to go back and look, but I'm almost positive it does. So to me, sprint planning is a story sort of decomposition into tasks where the team lays out. And in fact, that's what the sprint backlog is. You know that distinction between product backlog and sprint backlog? Sprint backlog is is determined as the decomposition. That's a tasking thing. Mm-hmm. So product backlog requirement thingy. Uh, sprint backlog is not stories. It's a tasking decomposition thingy. Mm-hmm. And that's where tasks come into play. Task estimates come into play roughly hours. So you do, so not only do you create tasks, you, but you then estimate those tasks. So the, so you assign the, the team grabs them. Mm-hmm. So you would, det- I would see. So as a team, we determine for this story in order for us to get it done. Here's what we see is all the work that needs to be done. Who's going to do it mm-hmm. and how many hours? If you if you go back to the traditional burndown chart, so I, I'm just trying to frame it in basics. And, and again, you can disagree, and that doesn't mean you're bad. Oh, I do. But it doesn't mean you're bad. But the traditional burndown chart was an hour. If you remember way back when, mm-hmm. those original scrummy burndown charts were, you know, time and hours, right? Cumulative hours. Well, where did the cumulative hours come from? They came from yeah. the tasking, adding up the tasks. Yeah. Now, some team had rules that they wouldn't break tasks down into like. So, some people have like a task can be no bigger than this. Mm-hmm. I actually like a rule that says t- task can can be no smaller. Than this right. As yeah. Because well. you get task you, insanity. You're in the weeds. Yeah. You're in task insanity. So there's sort of usually there's some ground rules that bound the task, so you don't get. So for purposes of this discussion, let's not assume that there's one big hunk of 
test. Right. And there's not a gazillion. Not 75, yeah. Like two millisecond tasks. Yeah, so the so the big difference was with me because I started out like that, right? When you and I started at Teradata, Wait, no, when you but then you learned and you improved. then I evolved. You evolved. That's a good term. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 bounced up on your back two legs. And you started walking around. I did, and I'm I and grew I'm, opposable thumbs, and, <laughs> and I'm still a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah. So no, I'm, yeah. I want to hear the background. So the so that's how we started at Teradata when you and I were. We're together there because I was by the book, right? And, and what I saw, what, what, what in the world? Are you okay over there? Yeah. No, it's the by the by the book. By the book. Right? Those people that are by the book and disengage. The, there was that implication of disengaging your brain and just following the book. Being dogmatic. You, you can read into that whatever you like. I'm, Bob. I'm, I'm re- I read a lot into it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Go okay. ahead. At Teradata. So, at Teradata, that's how we started. And we were tasking and we didn't get the value out of it and people started to check out and our planning turned into marathons and they became things people dreaded and we weren't good at it because it took so long to task things out. So I pulled that out to keep engagement and focus and enthusiasm to ensure that we had a good solid plan. But what was the, I I mean, I've, and, and again, I'm not disagreeing. You evolved, and I, yeah. you know, there's some humor in it, and I didn't. But what? Why did you? Why were they checking out? Because I have, because, I have the reverse experience. Because the 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 uh, effort and energy required to get through and do tasking well just wasn't to me. There was no return on that investment. So I have been okay with people creating tasks. If that's how they want to roll, like I've never said to teams, don't create tasks, right? In fact, we had a discussion this morning during a planning session of, do you want to create tasks for this? If you do, great. If that's how you want to roll, if that's how you want to operate, I'm fine with it. What I'm not going to do is go through the effort and energy to assign hours to those and then track those hours. I don't view that as value add. I don't see how that makes us better. It's it's not. So let me try to. And, and again, I've seen teams that don't. In fact, I've coached teams not to task mm-hmm. occasionally as a corrective action because they were the tasking was becoming the hours were becoming the point. Right. So um, and or they couldn't predict actually. And at Teradata, you know that's how it was, right? So those task estimates were used as weapons by executives. So then, because of the culture we had there. I stripped that out. Well, then I would strip that out too. Right. But but as coach to coach, right. what I'm saying is that's not – I so, so let's start talking about the value. Yeah. Again, you may still disagree with me, mm-hmm. and I'd love that. But for me, it's it's not the hours. The I, I mean, the hours are there. Uh, what, but what am I really trying to say? What, what does thorough work look like? Mm-hmm. What does meeting our – a lot of times teams don't think of all of the nuance of a story, like all the work. And so I want them to bite off what they can chew. So then isn't that a failure in refinement? What? The the work behind it? No, to 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 the, not have a full understanding of what that story is. No, but I think like the, at the point of attack breaking it down, you and I can refine. We're going to paint the we're going to paint 10 offices down here. We're going to refine some stories for that. Mm-hmm. We're going to be abstracted. Right. Would you buy that? Yeah. We're not going to 
I mean, we're not going to model it. We're not going to talk about stirring the paint. And some of the paint is old. We have old paint and new paint. The old paint has aged a little bit. So we're going to have to stir it like twice as long or get mm-hmm. a drill. So there's all of this nuance that's going to come out. Actually, that nuance would come out when I open the jar of paint right. in the middle of the sprint. So I'm arguing that, you know, effective grooming is not answering everything. So then there's another level of grooming. I think tasking Mm -hmm. to me is another level of grooming or understanding. So now we're laying out the work. Now we're finally starting to talk about who's going to do the work. Uh, The who starts is an important factor. So, so let me, so if you do the work, Mm -hmm. right, it's, it's going to be NFI. So if you grab a task and I grab a task, I'm going to, you're going to do it 10 times faster than I'm going to do it, right? Just because I'm old and I'm a dinosaur. So I want to explore that. I want the team to actually talk about, is that the right decision? So Mm -hmm. I want to explore the who. Uh, Tasking helps us explore the how. Right. Uh, Tasking helps us not overcommit on a number of stories. It's the communication around the tasking I'm looking for. Vacations, critical skill sets that Mm -hmm. say someone needs to review it. How do you get that? So you're the reviewer. You're the architect. And I'm not talking about waterfall reviews. It's a healthy review. Right, yeah. And you're taking a week's worth of vacation. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to lay that out. So I like laying out the tasks in time across the sprint. Sometimes you've seen me use a calendar view for that where I'm trying. I'm not trying to track calendar time. I'm not actually trying to track time. I'm trying to put a visual up there so the team sort of looks at this is our game plan. This is our strategy. And and now instead of so if the elements are just story movement, you have ten stories or whatever it is. That's pretty coarsely grained. I'm looking for more finely grained tasks. But then you essentially have a Gantt chart for the whole sprint. But it's for the team. It's for the team. So don't call it a Gantt chart. But it is. It's not a Gantt chart. It's it's a roadmap. If you go out it's and a, plan by hour what each individual person is doing, it changes after the first day, Josh. Right. It then, changes after the. How much value are you getting out of it? I want the team to visualize their work. And, mm-hmm. and the changes are usually deltas off of the original plan. And the original plan, it actually helps us figure out what do we peel away. Right. So if we're three days in and we have to, and we realize the plans have changed, which they typically do, mm-hmm. then if the product owner says, well, what can I peel away? It might not even be the lowest priority thing. It may be something else mm-hmm. related to how we game plan it. Or it gives the PO data. Around what is the not what is the points for this? What is the you know what is right. the level of effort for this? Um, I'm not doing it again. We can agree to disagree. I'm not doing it for managers. Right. I'm not doing it for project managers. This is it. Really is for the team and for the coaches and for the scrum masters. Mm-hmm. I've actually had teams and I was like, you don't have to plan it all out. Get yourself started. So plan the first week. And then somewhere in the middle of the first week, based on what's going on, maybe then task ahead a little bit. So you're not surprised. Mm-hmm. So I'm not stuck on. So the tasking is an exploration activity. That's how I think of it. I, I found it really important. Cross-team dependencies, it's mm-hmm. important. Part-time people, it's incredibly important to identify like part-time people and how we're going to use them. If a team, I know teams aren't supposed to have that. Right. But if, if there's a critical person and they're they're part-time well how the hell are we going to oh we'll just figure that out as we go well they may deliver that story or they may not deliver that story so even those conversations i actually don't care where this task layout it's like having those conversations around critical people 
critical handoffs, critical exchanges. If you don't task, I don't, I don't see those. I, what I see teams do is they do some kind of like weather and like thumb mm-hmm. up, thumb up, thumbs down, and they don't have the deep conversations. Yeah. So yeah. I, so at the dude, because we were task free, right? And I took a pretty hard stance when we started there. What, what teams evolved to was what they called a story kickoff. Because I didn't want to have a sprint predestined of this is what I'm doing. And I push very heavily on pick up the next most important story. And as long as you feel capable to do that, you do that. And we do that as a team. And it's a discussion of, okay, I wrapped up this story. The next one is this story. And I think I can tackle it. I'm going to need somebody else to do that. Who can help? Who's ready and have that discussion? And it turned into what I think they called it a story kickoff where, okay, we're picking up the story and they would almost task, right? It wasn't that, but it was doing the breakdown. It was doing that next level of, okay, it's time to do this now. Now let's work through the details. So that, that, that same activity happened. It happened in real time when one, they picked one it up. Story to, it, w- yeah. What you're describing is very Kanban-esque, right, from my point of view. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more so pool-based. Yeah. And I could see that. Again, I'm, what I emphasize in sprint planning, Josh, is the strategy. Mm-hmm. One of the flaws with the approach you just talked about is I want the team to figure out skill set, at least in my mind, comes into play so much. So I think the team's responsibility in the beginning of the sprint is to look at the set of stories and and to figure out what is the maximum amount of stuff that we can get done mm-hmm. as a team, leveraging all of our strengths. Do you know what I'm getting at? Mm-hmm. Like, and and I might get to the fifth story and then realize, and you're taking it, and I'm like, you know, shoot, Josh, we actually, I ran out of Josh's time. So we need to reshuffle what Josh is focusing on because we have, you know, Harry and Sally can work on it, but because, but it's not the right decision for this. Maybe it's a higher value story mm-hmm. or maybe there's a risk. Maybe there's technical risk in it. And at this juncture, we talk about swarming all the time, but for this particular story, damn it, Josh, you're the guy that needs to work on this. Do yeah, we, but I, but, and everyone in the room agrees, right? But that should be pretty rare. Oh, I, I don't, I don't think so at all. I think that's actually part of the discussions. I think that could be 20% of the, again, I want, so maybe the decision is rare, but I want the team to have the discussion. Right. Because maybe you, And I'm not suggesting that doesn't happen in in sprint planning. But it can't in your model it can't happen because only the available people are kicking off the story. So we're not thoughtful. But right? no, because there's times and again, that's why what I always push for is when you go and grab that next story, it's a team discussion. Right? Because it might be, okay, I can pick this up. I'm less confident in this. I'm most confident in you doing it. So would someone drop something and and help it? Right. Or should we flip flop or are, are you almost done, Bob? If you're almost done, then I'll take the next story down and then you can grab that because you're going to knock it out. Right. So to me, it's more real time planning like that and pushing it into those discussions that with each transition of a story now, okay, let's gather as a team. I am going to grab this one, but I'm a little nervous. So you and I are going to probably, I mean, I knew that. We're going to agree to disagree, yeah. and that's fair. But we're getting closer, at least in my mind, where all I'm saying is that I want to have that for the body of work up front. And it might be a shoe thing, right? right? That for a shoe team, oh, having a prescriptive no, tasking process makes sense. No, no, that no. You do it here, you do it now. This I'm actually okay it. with what you said. Right. I would be fine with what you said. So story kickoff, 
if, if I understand the dynamics of that, yeah. if we move it up front and we do it for all of the stories, we didn't task anything. We mm-hmm. had discussions around sequencing, risk, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Technic- who's the right person to maximize our throughput right? and maximize our quality, maximize our efficiency, maximize our fun. I'm okay with that, mm-hmm. right? Do that up front. No task came out, just discussion. I'm cool. I'm mm-hmm. cool with that. If that's what's sort of happening. Now, I think tasking sort of helps, helps visualize that. Yeah. Right. So I like that. But when I say now the tasking to me, I would make a team do tasks if they were shoe. Yeah. Like a, like a brand new, a team. I mean, I'm going up to Toronto, gosh, like Monday mm-hmm. or Tuesday. I should know, but, and, and I'm going to be, Google will remind you. And I'm going to be kicking off some teams, I think, yeah. uh, or coaching some teams. And if I see, and these teams, if they've been sprinting, it's only for one sprint or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're, they're classically shoe teams, or I'm going to be kicking off a brand new one. I'm going to want them to task. So it is a shoe hobby thing. And then if it was a hot team, you know, after six months, after three months, six months, and they start asking those niggling questions, like it's here. Why the heck are we doing for trivial stories? For example, mm-hmm. I, I I would easily stop pushing them. Okay, you want to, there's a class of story that you want to skip. Fine, mm-hmm. but have the discussion. Uh, if they get more mature, ha, huh? six months, nine months, and their velocity, they're right. They're they're a good team. They're mm-hmm. in a good collaboration. Then you could peel them away. Mostly, and that's I I need to be clear here on the Medicast. A lot of my context when I fight for something. It's usually from a shoe context, mm-hmm. or it's from a it's from an organization that thinks they're a re, yeah, and they're behaving like a shoe. So even in that case, I'm I'm I probably spend eighty percent of my time. The words coming out of my mouth with clients are more shoe words, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, and I can get that because, but you and I work in different worlds. Correct. Right. So you were called in. When the shits hit the fan and you're trying to correct things. Whereas when I generally come in, I am coming in to build and start a team and a culture. With, so with the right mindset. Right. Yeah. So I so the angle I come at it with is let's do it air quotes right from the beginning and get people to understand the whys and what's important because I am there for the long haul. Well, right. and, and you're the conversation. So what I'm fighting for, so the common ground between you and I, I, I think we're agreeing yeah. to have those damn conversations. Right. That's what I care about. Right. It's just how and when. Right. So I kind of knew going into this that, yeah, we do kind of sort of task and we have the, we have the same discussions. We just don't do it at the same time and with the same artifacts. It's, it's the discussions. Yeah. And, and the other thing I mentioned, it's, it's cross team dependent work. Mm-hmm. It's critical skill work. Um, it, that's and it's like part time pe- person like involvement work. Like if you're a part timer, like if someone because sh- how you need it's really we're splitting someone we're we're splitting a database engineer across two teams. Uh, how how do we know that they're going to be ready when we need them? Right? Yeah. Because they're so we need to plan that. That would have actually affect the plan the mm-hmm. upfront plan. Because we might move things around. Yeah. Team A might change their strategy based on a conflict with Team B. Right, and see, so if me. If you never played that out, right. then you would not know that. Right. But you can control that from a leadership Right, point. exactly, right. So that's where, to me, I'm like, well, that's not a problem because I just build the teams 
exactly. how I want them <laughs> built. <laughs> exactly. So, but you and your world and where and where you're doing your coaching, yep. you don't have that luxury. The team yep. doesn't have that luxury, or they weren't composed in that manner. Whereas I can go and compose the teams, so that's not an issue, right? Okay. So that's where that's where the approach that I'm in helps us leapfrog over some of those things because. We have control of all the chess pieces. I mean, I've actually stopped tasking. I'm trying to think of situations like corrective actions. There was one team that could never hit their commitments. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they were always biting off more than they can chew, and they were tasking. And uh, they were getting wrapped up around the tasks. The tasks were becoming the game. The tasks had more weight than the conversation. The tasks had more weight than common sense. Right. The tasks, once they were written, could never be changed. Right. So I I literally said, no more tasks. And the next sprint, you're going to, so you're going to do what you, I think what you did every day, you're going to have a story planning session. Mm -hmm. So, so you're going to task out on a daily basis, basically. So your look ahead is only one day, mm-hmm. and then you execute. So I, I didn't want them to look too far down the road because it got in their way. Right. And uh, I asked them to do that for a few sprints. Right. So essentially they were doing real-time ta- – it's not even tasking, real-time discussion yeah. and, and real-time tasking. It is. It, it's that next level of planning, of, right. of, of, of really digging into the how. Right. right. So we, in our refinement sessions and with the stories, we get to a general idea of the how. So that way, whoever picks it up again, because I aspirationally have things set up so anybody could pick that up. Now it's not always perfect. It doesn't work out like that, but that's how, that's how we want things to be. But then it's time to pick it up. Okay. The rubber's meeting the road. Now let's really have the discussion of how we're going to do this and who's going to do it and who's going to own which piece. And you go your direction, I go my direction, and we meet at the end and everything's perfect. What would you do? Let's switch the, I don't know if we have the time, but we can try for a few minutes. Um, let's flip this around and say, what would you recommend for, we have a hot team. Mm-hmm. So we have a mature team. And I'm talking about story points like estimation, story grooming, story sizing, story story points, velocity, and then tasking and task estimation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So we have a really solid team. What would you? How would you coach them to to plan? I, so I would coach them in exactly the way that I talk through because I believe that drives towards the evolution of removing the silos of skills. Now I know there there's. There's always going to be spec. So even with the with the fifty or sixty people we had at the dude, right? I I tried to hire full stack people as much as possible, but people always lean in one direction. They're more comfortable in the front end or the back end, or there's some people that are just front end experts and they're freaking rock stars. You just let them own the right. front end and go crush it. And the same thing that's on the back end. Um, so that that's the but dr- driving towards that mindset of we are this machine that you give us a set of work and we're going to knock it out in the most optimal way as opposed to that more planned approach, right? So back to what we talked about prior to the the, the, the podcast, that what I value is making those real-time adjustments based on the feedback you get of what's the right thing to do now. Like I think – a two-week sprint is fair to have a good idea, but in some instances, in the place I'm at right now, there's a lot of change that happens in that sprint. So the ability to make the little adjustments right. add a lot of value. I mean, I think what I would 
and I'm just coming, I'm just thinking about this right now. So one thing I would do is sort of get rid of story points. So Ooh, you're anti-story point now? I'm not anti, but what I would do is I'm, I'm like, that's not, I would want the team when they're grooming to groom stories into a common size. Mm-hmm. Uh, they pick the common size. So that's comfortable for them. So their effort is to decompose to a five or mm-hmm. whatever it is comfortable for them. And they try to get in the ballpark. So inst- so take all of the freaking debate out of it, right? All of the uh, sizing. Now the same, the intent of story points is the same, right? You would, you would talk about all the work, mm-hmm. right? So when you're decomposing the stories, you know, if it was heavy testing and light development versus heavy development and light testing, that would wash out. So you talk about all the work. But I, the, the whole notion of, you know, 20s and, you know, the, the idea would be to get them into a common size. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I don't, at that point, then it becomes stories. So what I'm really saying is we measure stories that we can, throughput instead of story points would be stories that we can produce. And the stories are roughly the same size. Yeah. The part, the, the, the trouble I would have with that is, is it worth working everything into a relatively common size? Like, I might go that direction and really what shook out with our teams at the dude is they narrowed in on like three different sizes. So maybe it's two, but, right. but so the, really, but yeah. have small me. And, yeah. and, but again, you're not using it. What I want to do is wash yeah. out. So I'm washing out points for velocity. I'm saying stories. Mm-hmm. So now we're, we're moving from points as a measure of throughput or, or production to it's just stories Yeah, and stories. And you could have smalls and large or whatever, mm-hmm. but I'd, I'd want to sort of get it as small. So I'd do that. Then in the sprint side of things, I would be like doing exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. No tasking, pull the stories in, uh, and our idea is to just sort of flow and execute, right? Yeah. right? And then velocity would be just story velocity, mm-hmm. so as simple as possible. So to me, a hot team, I, that would take a lot of that angst that a lot of teams express, mm-hmm. and it just, just keeps it simple. It's just yeah. flow-based. Right. Uh, so it's might, a step in the Kanban direction, right? So it's like... We've talked about for Kanban, you need really good maturity. So in the Haw world, you start taking baby steps into the Kanban model. And maybe by the time you're re, you're either fully Kanban or more. Well, even in Kanban, when you think of the swim lanes for Kanban, you're typically sizing things to be a common Mm -hmm. size. So I've seen Kanban boards that have like small, mediums, and larges. And then you're looking at throughput for smalls and throughput for mediums. Because that's your sizing. Now, if you can get that to one thing, then that's a very simple, very yeah. helpful Kanban model. Right. Yeah. You're even Kanban with your description because you're pull. You didn't say it quite that way, but, right? But you're you're tasking or you're having the tasking discussions when you pull the story in for execution. Right. That's a Kanban mindset. Right. That's not a Scrum. I mean, Scrum is by definition planned, mm-hmm. right? Iteratively planned. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. That's almost what I'm implying too. By what I said is, I think I think you start moving from these artificial time boxes to really simple flow. Right now, I could see. I'm not trying to change anyone. I'm not trying to, you know, make anyone. That was just an off the top of my head idea. Mm-hmm. But it's. I'm trying to get rid of a lot of this angst because sometimes the complexity creates dysfunction. Yeah, like story points have side effects of. It, they they just right. they, they in organizations not here it goes back to you handle it differently here because you're here right but out in the real world people suck yeah. at handling maturely or you know sort of or leaders really mishandle those things safe right mishandles those things right and, so the, those 
those things that are meant to add value oftentimes turn into weapons, right? Because yeah, exactly. it's that sharp knife, right? Exactly. It's really useful when used correctly, but it can be wielded, if that's even the proper way to say that, by many people the wrong way. And you cut a lot of people, and that's the danger. So things I've tried to do when I come in and start a culture is get rid of unnecessary sharp knives, Right, just throw them out the window, and we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that because exactly. it can easily and has been easily misconstrued by people in the past. So that's not even going to be an option. We're just to take that off, and we're going to we're going to leapfrog to this piece and just do that. So that's again because you and I operate in different worlds. I I have the luxury to do that and just say we're not there. Right. right. So that's well. The, the 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 folks I visited yesterday, they they're not doing. They struggled with story points. But now they're doing hours because hours are comfortable for them. So mm-hmm. they're doing sort of like perfect person days, and they're doing hour estimation. And they feel good about that. But I don't think it's the teams feel good about it. I think it's leaders feel good about it. Yeah. And the project managers feel good about it and because they still are command and control to yeah. some degree. Um And and the teams didn't understand it. I, I tried to describe to them traditional story points. And particularly for forecasting. And, and the story points do have value for forecasting. Mm-hmm. Or stories. Yeah. Like how many stories we can produce per team, you know, per interval, per mm-hmm. sprint, or per, you know, interval in a, off a Kanban board is incredibly useful from a leadership point of view. But you're not, you're not doing hours per person. You're not calculating bathroom breaks. You're not right. bringing Excel spreadsheets in. Yeah. You're not having the discussion of, Josh, if I make you work Saturdays for the next six months, Right, right. Can we get more, like four more features out the door? And, right. And the math says yes. Right. But Josh is like, now I've just disrupted your entire personal life. So, right. you, but they were, they were, they were doing the hour stuff. But I, again, I think, I think they actually went in a worse direction. Yeah. Uh, well, and, 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 and that's why I avoided hours so strongly because of the culture we were in and the culture I was in before that, that I worked really hard to crush. Right. Because, and I've talked about this and you've talked about the past that we've both had where we manage that Gantt chart and we've managed those, those hours of, okay, so that thing we thought was going to take 38 hours took 42 hours. Yeah. How are we going to make up those two hours? And then you start micromanaging the freaking all that. discussions. Yeah. The, the other weird thing, it's we're talking upward and saying the damage is up, but, but everyone in the room was more comfortable with hours as well. Right. So sometimes you have to protect teams from themselves. Mm-hmm. So as an engineer, hours feel good because that's all we've ever done. Right. And points feel uncomfortable. But I I think we're doing ourselves, I know we're doing, the team members are doing themselves a disservice by that comfort because it drives into these discussions, even at a team level. Right. There's that, Josh, I finished I finished that thing in eight hours and it took you 16. Right. Right. What's I, wrong with you? I, I mean, I may not say it because we're right. on the same team, but I'm thinking, I'm yeah. thinking it. Yep. I'm thinking, dude, your baggage, you mm-hmm. better pick up the load or something. Nine times out of 10. Right. Where are, where our minds are there. And then God help you if you get a better review than I get. Right. <laughs> and it's taking, right. no, no. Yeah. But, no, I get it. But I was it, laughing because it's real. It, 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 it can create all of this dysfunction. I just wanted to sort of come back to the tasking, but then I, I like the shuhari thing. Mm-hmm. I like the maturity aspect because I think we back off of a lot of stuff. The only thing that scares me is you give a shoe team who is a shoe team, not just in experience, but also likely in their cultural approach of how they operate as a team. So you give them some of those weapons to use against each other or to be used against them. So I get it. 
it's prescriptive. It helps them operate, but I think you've got to quickly rip it away from them and quickly get them to a ha team where you start removing that and and not let them get comfortable with it. So let me defend myself. Okay. And, and this is real-world defense. So I, I did this at uh, Deutsche Bank. I've done this at iContact. I've done this I, in, in mm-hmm. you know, I can't speak for Teradata. There was some, you know, and it, it's not always perfect, but in general, it was a positive thing. Mm-hmm. In general, it wasn't misused from a leadership point of view. And in general, it, the teams didn't use it against themselves. It, it really was what I said. It was mm-hmm. a communication device for for the teams to figure out and commit to something that was doable, that was right. feasible. And they didn't get into they didn't get into gamesmanship. Now that was a credit to some of the cultures. Yeah. And these weren't perfect cultures. Right. Uh, it was also a, a credit to my leadership or the leadership team, right. where I set the stage properly, right. and then I repeated it. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked, I think, on another Medicare. But you can't just say something once, right? Seven times. The, the important things, or fourteen times, if yeah. you see the dysfunction, right. or two billion times. And in this case, if, I think there's a situationalness where you need to make sure that you're tracking. To your point, if you're just plopping it in and then walking away and never going back again. I would probably be a little. I would be careful to what uh, dull the knives, mm-hmm. right? It it it's all situational. Yeah. So in that shoe that shoe case, I'm usually hopeful that I'll I'll be back in to fine tune it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you can't as a, as a consultant you can't predict if yeah. someone's going right, to yeah. invite you back in, right? Yeah. Gotcha. I think this was a nice wrap discussion. We did. we did. It was the tasking. It was the disagreement. But I also like the way we sort of brought in the uh, the maturity factors. And mm-hmm. even talked about backing off. So you and I are in agreement on the back off side. Yeah. On the mature side, it's sort of – and, and I, I agree with everything we've said about shoe. Crap. You know what? Did, did what happened just happen? We ended up agreeing. Oh, I hate it when that happens. Did is What did we really – I think I think Is there really something what happens, violent – I, uh, I, I just convinced you that I'm right. No, no, we have violent agreement. I wanted to. I would. You could never convince me. We're going to find something. We're going to find something that we can argue. Well, I mean, we have variants, but and that's fine. But we sort of ended right. up closer. And again, I think it really boils down boils down to the worlds in which we live in, right? That I'm that I'm more focused on that long term because I can be. Whereas oftentimes you only are allowed to focus on the short term. I, I, w- I would love one time, I, I can't do this. I'd love to wave my magic wand sometime and and throw you into like five different coaching situations, <laughs> like like short term engagements. Yeah, oh, I know. And very freaking different. I like can like imagine, yeah. really different. I can no, imagine. I'm not setting you up for failure, but I'd want them to be eclectically different. You are setting me up for heads. For my head to explode. Yeah. And, well, no, but then you know what would be cool? Then allow you some settled time because your head would expect, you know, you steam would build up. Yeah. But then let you have some settled time to think about, oh, okay, like what the hell just happened? And then I'm not looking to, I don't think it would change who you are. Right. But some of these discussions, yeah. it, it would create a different, and we might disagree on different things, mm-hmm. but I'd love to see you. In these non-long-term, non—you know—put through of, the Bob Ringer, it, it, and I'm not making it sound like that, but the no, real, I know. The real yeah. world out there is a freaking ugly. Yeah. And the other thing I didn't say is people think they're doing better than they are. Oh, I am well aware of that. It's like, and it's 
I mean, and I'm not talking about a little gap. I know. Typically, there's like a huge gap in like self-awareness when it comes. Maybe that's another Metacast where we talk about how do we improve self-awareness? Maybe assessments or something. But there's a lot of people walking around saying, oh, we've nailed this agile Mm -hmm. stuff and just sort of full of themselves. And you look under the covers and there's just like bugs and cockroaches and stuff. That sounds nasty. There's some things crawling under the covers. And usually it's hurting the teams. Yeah. It's hurt it's hurting it's not it's usually not hurting upward. Which in turn hurts the customers. Which in turn hurts the business and hurts the customers. But that's that's a Metacast for another time. It is. So Metacasters, we hope you got some value out of tasking and not tasking. But but you know what? Take my advice. So from beautiful downtown Cary, North Carolina. Or wherever we Raleigh. Raleigh, some, we are in Raleigh. We're in Raleigh. Yeah. I'm Bob Gamlin. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And big. Take care, y'all.